Tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome, everybody, to Season 2, Episode 4 of The Psychologists Are In. I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmitson. And today we have such a fun episode for you all. That's right, we are talking about Zero to Murder in 60 Seconds. The episode, uh, also known as uh, where Tim and I have the best time taking photos for the cheesiest PowerPoint presentation of our lives. <laughs> One of our most favorite days at work ever. Okay, enjoy. Hi, Tim. Hey, Maggie. How are you on this rainy, rainy, rainy day I'm in LA? I'm super good. It's a nice rainy day, although the sun is out. It is peeking through. This is when I like run around and try to find a rainbow because you You're know there is that. one. You're always good with rainbows. Yeah. Yeah, I like to... I like to chase the rainbows. It's the Irish in you. <laughs> as long as you don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> nope. I stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Um, hi. Hey. Hi. Uh, before we start, I have to give a shout out to my favorite. Not that I like to have favorites, but I do have a favorite listener. Oh, I'm excited to hear, your, uh, hear who your favorite listener is. It would be the 20-year-old birthday girl of uh, named... Lily Catherine Almondson. <gasps> it's Lily's birthday. It's Lily's oh my 20th. gosh. Oh my God. I'm so old that I have a 20 year old child. I cannot believe Lily is 20. Say so happy birthday, Lily. Happy birthday, Lily. One of the smartest, most talented. She's such a gifted artist and just one of the sweetest people. And no surprise as she's your daughter, but, uh, she is, she's just, she's something else. Love Lily. And I feel like we like, it just also reminds me, I mean, how old we are, but also how long we've known each other. Lily was like a baby running around set. She was a little Basically, toddler. A toddler. Yeah. On kid speech during season one. Crazy. And she's 20. Oh man. Well, that's awesome. Happy birthday, Lily. And I love, uh, I love that. Of course, she's your favorite listener. What are we talking about today? Uh, we are talking about the most awesome television show in the world <laughs> known as Psych. And it's, um, you can say the title. I want to hear if you get the title. Really give it, give it your best. I'm going to tee that up for you. Ready? Uh, so uh, the title of this episode is Zero to Murder. <laughs> I need more breath for that one. One more time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so the title of this episode is Zero to Murder oh. <laughs> in 60 seconds. <laughs> we just crack ourselves up with this. <laughs> so it's just like we're on set. It's just like we're on set. I love it. I love it so much. Now, Maggie, you um, know me. I'm not one to get too uh, cocky, but um, I got to say, I'm feeling pretty damn good about this episode. Me too. Of our podcast. I because feel... I think our psychos and um, viewers and amazing podcast listeners are going to be delighted by this one. It is chock full of firsts, a really great uh, psychic premonition, and um, 
this is going to be one of the best. And I'm excited to be here with you. I, I'm just, I'm so happy to see you and always, but I, I'm excited to talk about this one too. I'm, I look forward to your psychic, the catches that you get, like the list. We're going to have to get a list together because you don't miss any of them. Um, of all the things we either predicted, manifested, blah, 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 over, over time. You catch every single one. You never miss one. So I'm, I'm sure excited. Miss, thank you. I mean, I'm sure missed a couple, but um, I'll try not to. Um, no, you don't. I don't think you miss anything, Tim. You don't miss anything. Um, so, okay. Should we dive in? Let's dive in and podcast the shit out of this one. I think we should podcast the shit out of this one. I think we I should think too. I'm glad we were in just, agreement. We are. Um, okay. So, all right. Cold open. Little Sean, little Gus, have a bike we, race. Sorry, sorry, let me interrupt. <laughs> I'm ready to blow everybody's minds right now. Before we even get into the meat of this episode, I have already got two firsts. In this, in the, in the cold open? Not even, no, not, yes, before the cold open. <gasps> before? Hold I just on. blew your mind, didn't I? Wait. Is it like a new, hold on. Is it a new uh, opening credits? Nope. Just before we even get to, it's before we even get to, the, before the episode's even started, I have two first. This is, this is really big, everyone. I, I don't know. <laughs> this I is just want to make sure if I mean, anyone's driving. are in. Exclusive. Exclusive. And uh, milestone, first timer, um, event. It's a this blockbuster. This is major. It's a, it's a, you guys, it's a blockbuster. So I would say if you're like cleaning the house or like driving or like anything like that, maybe just like pull over, slow down, because this is like, these are two psych firsts that we're going to hear before the even the episode even begins. Go, Tim. If you're jogging, yeah, you might want to stop and have a seat. If you're lifting uh, weights, definitely do not put too much weight over your head right now. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> the first of my duo firsts. This is the first episode out of seven directed by our dear Stephen Surgic. <gasps> yes, and now I know the other first. Go on. Um, it's the we love Steve Surgic. So oh, Steve, so Steve was one of our long-term directors. Like I said, seven episodes over the eight seasons, and um, I would say, think it's safe to say one of our favorite drinking buddies of the directors. Yeah, he always he was always down to to hang out and be social with us, and and um, we yeah we lo we love Stephen. Okay, and yes. Steve went on to become like a really big shot director for all the Marvel stuff. Yep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We have a few of those. Go on. Okay. Number two. Um, it's the first episode written by our dear Saladin K. Patterson. Saladin! Saladin, who became a great director on our show and um, went on to, of course, create, direct, and exec produce that little show that Julia Hill is doing now. The Wonder Years, you guys. He is... Oh, I love Saladin so much. Um, I got really excited too when I saw his name. It really hit me like, oh, that's the first time we saw written by Saladin K. Patterson, who's just- Graduate of MIT. Yes. And the loveliest human. So not I a mean. dumb man and uh, about as sweet <laughs> as they come. So smart and as sweet as they come. Yes. Good, good job, Tim. I love Thanks. it. Boom. Two firsts before we even start. Okay. Now I'm going to start. Should we give a second for everyone to recover from that amazing Maybe. revelation? Do we need a pause? <laughs> okay, okay. Dig in, cold open. 
Go. Cold open. Little Sean and little Gus have a bike race, judged by the one and only Henry. Sean's bike is tricked out, whereas Gus's bike is completely normal. Sean listens to Eye of the Tiger for motivation, but still ends up losing to Gus. I'm going to stop here. Wait, no, are For you a two? second, I was going to make a note. I started to make a note while I was watching it going, oh, it's Maggie's uh, fight song. That's my that's but, my hype. But yeah. but then I realized, no, isn't it the theme to Rocky rather than Eye of the Tiger? There's a few. It's, it's, the, it's a few. It's the fanfare. Okay. It it depends what which which it depends on what the the event is. For example, you know, if it's like driving to an audition, it could be uh, Eye of the Tiger. Um, the, if I'm waiting on like really big news and I know it's a really big day and I got to like knock something out, I will definitely listen to the theme. But I, I not only listen to the theme, I watch his run from, I believe, Rocky II all the way through Philadelphia. And uh, and then when he gets to the top and he's jumping up and down and cheering. And uh, or if, say, I need to like kind of relax, but <laughs> this is way too much information. <laughs> Um, say, I, I don't know, I'm getting my wisdom teeth pulled and I want to put headphones in, so I don't want to hear anything, but I also know it's something that I need to like be strong and, and, uh, and get through. Um, I listened to the training montage from Rocky four and the training montage has actually been my, my, uh, my current go-to anyway, uh, for, for most things, it just really gets me inspired. It's when he's, uh, um, fighting Ivan Drago and he goes to, uh, uh, Russia to train and it's, it's really intense. Okay. That's my tangent. <laughs> I very, I very distinctly remember season eight, our show is over. You're waiting to hear on your next show mm-hmm. and blasting the, the, Rocky, the theme out of your trailer. Yeah. Cause you were getting psyched up. You were pumping yourself up for this amazing news that you got this amazing new job. It was, uh, it was, I remember it was, um, uh, it was like looking very positive, but as those announcements come in there, that like there have been, I've literally been flown to New York before and told a show was picked up and landed to someone saying they changed their mind while you're in the air and being sent Here's home. your return ticket. Go away. <laughs> Here's your return ticket. Go home. So anything can happen. It's always very last minute. And I just, I don't really trust it until it's actually real. But that day it was looking really, really positive. And then, uh, yeah, I think I was, uh, I think, didn't you bring me? I think there was, you brought me a bottle of champagne. <laughs> I forget what we shot that day. I mean, not surprising because I was probably drinking champagne all day, but... Um, I remember it's all tracks. you. It's all tracks. This sounds like us. Anyway, that was my Rocky tangent. Anyway, so and I forgot that at the beginning of this episode. It made me really happy to hear it. I got very excited. Um, and I love that uh, you know that about me because we <laughs> you know could have called that before so well. Everyone is talking about fake spring and how difficult it is to dress around this time. That's because it is. It can be so difficult to find the right outfit in spring when every day is different and the weather can change at the drop of a hat. But see, I don't have to worry about that because I shop at Faraday Brand. They make perfect clothes for all seasons. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. 
It's that kind of effortless style you want every single time you go digging in your closet. That set, that shirt, that dress that just feels like you've had them for years. Or maybe it's a gorgeous print and it looks like it might be vintage, but it just fits so well that it feels like it was made just yesterday just for you. Well, that's Faherty. I got the Wisp Waffle Sweater in Navy. And you guys, I'm in love. It is the perfect go-to sweater. Go for a quick walk in the cold, wear the sweater. Go to sleep, wear the sweater. Get an ice matcha from Starbucks because you know that's my favorite thing. Actually, right now it's a little chilly, so I'm going to go with a hot one. Wear the sweater. Having a photo shoot with your pet, wear the sweater. Basically, what I'm getting at is I love my new sweater. Can you tell? (laughs) I literally live in it. It's cozy, it's soft, and perfect for any fit. And don't even get me started on the blanket I got as well. Live in that as well. I sleep in that. Uh, And Faherty's so confident in the quality of their stuff. They have a lifetime guarantee of quality. Lifetime. They'll replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Talk about making it easier to get dressed. Right now, Faherty is giving all Psychologists Are In listeners 20% off. That's 20% off. Head to fahertybrand.com and use code pineapple at checkout to snag 20% off all your new spring staples, like I did. That's code pineapple at Faherty, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com for 20% off. Okay, cut back to present day. Now that we've just had that race, Gus and Sean have a rolling chair competition in the police station. Lassiter watches in disgust. He sees them for what they are, children. Oh, Devin, that's a good one. Um, I loved your expression here so much because you. I think at this point you're actually starting to just expect this from them. So it, you're not even like that riled up. You're more just like, this is such a, a waste of my time. It also helped that in real life I had two toddlers. Uh, or two kids like <laughs> under five at the time. So it was really just life imitating art and just, I was just being dad. Right. Although so, I've never slapped my children on the back of the head. It's like I slapped Sean in the back of the head in, in, during the race. No. For the record. Not. Of course not. But I do love that you just referred to Sean and Gus as toddlers. Because um, they are. Uh, okay. Lassiter got an invitation to present at the 21st Century Law Enforcement Seminar. Unfortunately, his car has been stolen. <gasps> Lassiter suspects Gus and Sean are punking him. Punked. <laughs> Devin, I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, but yes, punked. That was the fact probably that popular even at the time. The knew the phrase punked made punked, me laugh. I know. Yeah. Sean notices a parking ticket from an upscale parking lot. Sean suspects Lassiter went on a date last night. <laughs> Devin, she just throws these nuggets in. That dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> Lassie mentions her name was Polly Smith and that they kissed, but they don't buy it. Sean thinks the valet people may have stolen the car. Lassiter takes Gus and Sean's car. Oh, yeah, you take the blueberry. Sean pokes Lassiter and tells him he has to (laughs) pee-pee. Because they're children. Okay. Uh, Lassiter, Sean, and Gus storm through a restaurant's kitchen. Lassiter hands the keys to, uh, uh, to the car back. Sean notices a lady in a green dress at the restaurant. He tells her he's a psychic. He notices a senior citizen pamphlet and one for the miniatures museum and asks if her parents are in town. He also asks if she recalls any suspicious behavior from the valet people. I mean, he's really turning on the Lothario in this episode. I think so. I thought so, too. I I mean, he kind of did in Cy versus Cy 
as well. Yeah, but um, he does sort of every episode, but this was one was so blatantly like he is on the make. Yes. And Casanova ing yes. it up. Casanova ing. I like it. Um, hold on. Where are we? She mentions the valet guy didn't show up that morning and his number is one for a payphone outside of a warehouse. Suspicious. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Sean makes a scene at the police station. Sean mentions things that allude to Flower Street and the Chop Shop. Oh, this was funny. Chop Shop. Chop Shop. <laughs> Which I was really expecting you to, to do the um Crab Trap. The Crab Trap. <laughs> but the fact that, that O'Hara gets um the flowers for an Algernon <laughs> reference is just amazing. I also love how excited I am to help you uh with your presentation at this law enforcement seminar. Yeah, just uh, another foreshadowing what great friends they are or are exactly. about to become. I'm you're so, so excited, excited to help me. I am. Um Okay, hold on. So chop, chop. Okay, the cops arrive and find the guy who stole the car. Sean and Gus. Sorry, actually, before I have another first, I think this is the first. What? After they leave the restaurant, there's a shot of Sean on the phone while sitting on, I think for the very first time we see him actually sitting on his motorcycle. Oh, we do. Yes. We don't. I think since probably what was the last episode in season one, we saw him on a motorcycle. It was. one where he. Got an he's driving. Yeah, he's, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so we don't see him on his motorcycle that often. But I wonder at this point if he was like, yeah, I'm going to sit on it, but I'm not going to ride it. I think <laughs> or maybe Steve somebody else said that. Episode, James wasn't really into the, into the, A, the motorcycle, or certainly B, the helmet. <laughs> right. But finally, at least we see him on the bike. That great hair, you know? Um, Can't mess that up. I was just looking at my fancy notes here. Uh, I have Surgic. Steve Surgic and Saladin with three exclamation points. So I'm glad you you called that up. Oh, and I want to also um, – oh, because now we're at that part. Um, hold on. We find the guy who stole the car. Go ahead. There's a massive, massive first coming up. As Sean and Gus and Lasseter walk into the SPPD after leaving the station, and Lasseter is trying to play it cool and says, you know, like, I'm just hanging out with the boys. And Lasseter starts uh, calling off names of cops, other cops. And it's the very first reference to Dobson. I wrote Don Dobson too. Who, of course, as all you hardcore listeners know, was an amazing runner in our show, finally fleshed out by the great Val Kilmer. Which was huge um, all the way around uh, because I, well, we had talked about him a lot and his, James obviously looked up to him so much as well. And so to have him on was huge. Um, but yeah, oh, I can't wait now every time Every time we're going to hear Dobson going forward. <laughs> and in addition to Dobson, I call it a Schwartz, who is, uh, when, often I would get sort of like just random names to say to people, and I was made a specific. So Schwartz was specifically my best friend, Nick Schwartz, who's my college roommate and oh. best man at my wedding, and I was best man at his wedding. So whenever, I think my first Schwartz, no, sorry, this is the second Schwartz. The first Schwartz is um, Weekend Warriors, where he's one of the cop, or he's one of the, one of the soldiers. But in this one, specifically those shorts. And then eventually, um, I think in D's Nups, I am yelling at my mailman and I call him Sherman from our, our pal Michael Sherman. Who we I love Michael with. Sherman. We, we all went ziplining together. That's right. He's a doll. Because we had um, no fun in Vancouver, guys. <laughs> Zero. Um, I love that. I didn't know that about shorts. I knew that about your friend shorts, but I didn't pick it up on the show. Um, 
This is great. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help somebody else we care about. We will go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves that same treatment? I'm a big fan of (laughs) self-care. I maybe overindulge in self-care, but sometimes it's really, really, really necessary. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. I've actually tried this app. I mean, I've talked about it on here so much, but I I can't say enough about the ease of use. And I think that's really, really important when you need help. Uh, The easier it is to find help, the faster it is you can feel better. And um, this was super fast, super easy. They can tailor it to all of your needs. If you want to be video, not video, uh, phone, your location, all of it, all of it. And um, why not if you need help at all, all different price points and everything as well? So anyway, I, I think it is a great resource. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. I just said that. <laughs> it's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and psychologists are in. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pineapple. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash pineapple. Okay, hold on. The cops arrive. We find the guy who stole the car. I do want to call out Malcolm. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh... Psychic premonition coming up. Oh, <gasps> this is a good one. It's a really good one. If you're if you're still on the side of the road, you might want to stay there <laughs> and leave those weights on the ground or keep them on the rack. But as the, I think the boys are walking in, they start nimming off uh, movies, and it's the first time we hear the name Judd Nelson. Yep, our premonition, of course, when we got Judd in um, Death Is in the Air. Yes. Also, I believe, directed by Mr. Steve Sergic. I think you're right. That's right. So Judd was the first of our- um, Breakfast Club. Our quest to get the Breakfast Club, who started with Judd, obviously then went to Ali, and then Molly, and then Michael's, Michael Hall. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. And yeah. uh, there's one, hang on, I, I look at my notes. They're off my iPad. Um, a little side note, um, in addition to the main cast of Breakfast Club, and of course, Emilio Estevez was our white whale that we were not able to get yet. Yet, I pitched him as 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 uh, Richard Kirsten's um, chief ex husband, who we still have yet to meet. Who is another Dobson like that? You never you, you heard about his reference, but you never see him. Never see him. But in addition to our main cast in um, nineteen sixty seven Space Odyssey, Psych Odyssey, mm-hmm. we meet uh, John Cavalis, who was um, Carl the gender. John was filling in for um, obviously the great late Paul Gleason, and. Um, Emilio. Then I have a Hollywood story about John. Are you going to tell it? I'm going to tell you. Are you ready for a Hollywood story? Yeah, I want a Hollywood story. So back in the early 90s, kids, Mm. and you you could be qualified as kid too, Maggie. 
because you're so Aw, thank you. So there was a, a restaurant in Beverly Hills that was kind of hip and cool called Kate Manolini's. Oh, yeah. On Wilshire and uh, Doheny. Oh, see, so you know about this? See, here I'm being condescending, calling you kid. You're, you're like Tillian. No, no, I'll just pretend that I don't. I'm, I was too young, Tim. I, I, how would I know Kate Mantellini's? I was too young. So <laughs> Allison used to go there a lot, I think, because it was open late. And um, sitting there one day, and I think it's like early early 90s, and um, I look over, and I see John Kapalos at the mm-hmm. table next to me. And he was, I think at the time he had had a, a national commercial running. So he was, I was always seeing him on TV and he was one of the first like guys on or actors I'd ever saw in real life. Mm. I got so excited. Plus he was Carl from the Ruffles Club. That's and I so was just, cool. I was super excited to see this guy from TV that I'm not, so I got to fanboy a little bit and go. And then years later I would work, he did a, He guest started on an episode of Judging and so I got to work with him and tell him that story of, hey man, you were a, a um, harbinger of my super future success because I saw you when I was a young actor and here I am working with you. And then oh, years later- he shows up on Psych and we have this really wonderful scene just with him as the mayor of Santa Barbara and me trying to get my job as yeah. to become chief Carlton Laster. I think that, uh, yeah, you had these like, uh, you were having psychic visions. <laughs> you were having psychic manifest. kids, as Paul Fee would say, is a Hollywood story. <laughs> yes, it is. Aw, I love it. That was a good one. I like hearing your early uh, stories. Um, okay, so back to it. Cops arrive. We find the guy who stole the car. Sean and Gus notice a car getting towed. It's Lassie's. Sean and the girl from earlier are now on a date. He brought her flowers from a table. <laughs> she asks to get out of there. She kisses Sean. Sean asks if this was too easy. This little runner was very funny. It was great. He means the case, Yeah. Uh, but she takes it that she's easy, and she leaves. Sean, and, uh, Sean asks Gus for help, but he refuses. He mentions that he calls uh, <laughs> the big stress knot in his back, little Sean. Oh, hang on. While you're going over this, this list, <laughs> yeah. the reasons that um, Dulé wants to go get this, take advantage of this massage coupon he has, mm-hmm. he gives a recap of basically all, the, all of season one and the, the stressful things, the stressful cases that Sean has put him on. Which was brilliant writing by Saladin. I wrote down. It was very, my, my very, notes. very good. I wrote that down as well. Have we, are we past the chop shop when they're in the chop shop yet? Not yet. Sean asks the chief to reopen the case. Juliet runs in to tell Lassie she finished the PowerPoint presentation and mentions Helvetica. <laughs> Makes the murder jump off the page. Their font conversation was hilarious. Uh, the Helvetica makes the what jump off the page, Tim? Murder. That's right. I right. think it was actually murder-suicide. But it was murder-suicide. It's our show, so we have to go murder. Yeah. Which I kept, I kept watching this episode when I was re-watching, because it's the psych rewatch, everybody. And going, <laughs> wait, there's no murder. Like 45 minutes in, there's still no murder. Nope. Nope. Not yet. Just a stolen car that we think we've kind of recovered, and it's all said and done and then oh, i found another first what as oh, they what? walk into the chop shop gus and sean i think it's the very first time that um sean introduces gus with a ridiculous nickname i think he may have before but i would say maybe not as iconic as this one because this was major i wrote it down too do you want to tell the listeners what it is tim i know the first time i'm looking at my notes for the second one. Oh, i got it you go ahead. You're more professional than me. Ovaltine Jenkins. <laughs> Ovaltine Jenkins. Classic. 
classic. Uh, Sean talks to Wally at jail. Wally, who we have to call out, Malcolm Barrett, who is so funny and so great, such a talented actor. Um, Wally's the one who, yes, who stole all the car parts. Sean notices the name Johnny G multiple times on the visitor log. Gus sits at the spa in a fluffy robe. Sean annoys him and the other spa guests. Gus cancels when an enormous strong man is supposed to be his masseuse. <laughs> what does he say? He's like, they're like tiny babies. You see like his shoulders? They look like, they look like little baby heads. <laughs> little baby heads, which is really disturbing. <laughs> which is not um, untrue. This guy had the no. most massive shoulders I'd seen on this. Gus notices the ladies like the design, so he wants to drive the car now instead of Sean. Oh, yes, that's right. His car got all souped up. All right, Officer McNabb pulls him over. He says, Gus happens to fit a profile. This was really not Pretty edgy great. for our show. I mean, it was a little Pretty ahead edgy. of time. It's yeah. time. I mean, maybe not, yeah. maybe not ahead of his time, but ahead of being called out, I think, in um, media. Yeah, exactly. Um, Juliet and Lassie fight over wanting to be shot at the seminar. Because <laughs> we get our new, um, I love We get our scene. new vests. <laughs> and we, we fight over our vests. <laughs> but we would. We make up very quickly. Sean lists out numbers. Uh, Juliet runs the numbers by the crime lab. Oh, that's right. Um, Sean purposely breaks uh, Gus's car so that they can go back to Johnny G's. Henry calls Sean and mentions he needs them immediately to scale a fish. Ugh. Sean has a heart-to-heart -heart with Henry and asks if there's, if there's ever been a case he couldn't crack. Sean realizes he figured out the case. He jumps around in excitement. This made me laugh out loud. Um... Henry mentions that he has the same stress pain as Gus. Johnny G is a drug trafficker. Gus and Sean arrive at the car place. They are too late. Johnny G is dead. <laughs> they scream. It was murder. Oh, that was good. That was a long one. I had a, like a little extra breath at the end. A little extra breath in there. A little extra breath. I want to close they, on that one. They they scream like little girls. This was very funny. The um oh here we go. So his foot is still on the accelerator. Sean laughs. Then Gus does. There's nitrous oxide in there. That's why they're laughing. This was hysterical. Very very funny bit. Sala, Sala, Sala bringing the funny. Um, Sean and Gus visit Wally in jail. Uh, he may be the mastermind of the drug deal. And Johnny G's murder. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> there was a lot of R's in that one I wasn't ready for. Man, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> no, but you jumped right in with like such conviction. <laughs> it may have been the best one yet. <laughs> Preventative care is in, you guys, especially these days. And in order for your body to fight against whatever life throws your way, your immune system has to be ready especially now. That's why many people turn to probiotics. They're all the talk these days. But did you know that 99.9% .9 of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid, even though supposedly special refrigerated probiotics are dead on arrival? But Just Thrive probiotic is different, and here's why. Their proprietary strains are designed by nature to put up an armor-like shell when conditions get rough. They withstand extreme temperatures and can even be sprinkled into any food or drink. Just Thrive requires no special encapsulation, no refrigeration, nothing at all. What you get is an all-natural, extensively studied probiotic that is perfect for the whole family. It's effective at controlling stomach issues like gas, constipation, and bloating. 
and it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten, dairy, soy, and histamine-free. It can even support beautiful skin, better sleep, and easier weight management. For exceptional immune and digestive health, there is nothing like Just Thrive Probiotic, you guys. I'm taking them every single day, every morning. I love these probiotics. Just Thrive Probiotics contain more human clinical research than any other products out there. Check them out and make this the year you take care of you. Get 15% off their award-winning probiotic when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code PINEAPPLE at checkout. The next morning, Wally posted bail, right? Uh, The day of the drug deal, yes. Sean interrupts Lassie at his presentation. It's a really cheesy PowerPoint of him and Juliet. But one of my favorite memories on Psych was getting to shoot all of the slides for this PowerPoint which presentation. Which I didn't see them you. in the, in the presentation. I saw one of them in the presentation, but like there's the karate chop one where you're hitting me with the taser, which we didn't, I didn't see in there. Yeah. No, we, I feel like we did it, what felt like at the time because we just had so much fun when we got to play around like this. Like we, we had, there were many pictures that came to us later on that we were like, we, we saved because we loved them so much. I think only a couple ended up in the PowerPoint, but oh my God, did we have fun with those. It was such a ridiculously fun day with you. <laughs> we'll f- I'll find some of them, Devin, and we, we can post them. Um, uh, Sean, okay, Lassiter asks if there are any questions. Of course, Sean does. He has a question. Well, not really a question, more of a performative episode. <laughs> again, the gang arrive at the drug deal crime scene. Wally is arrested again. Question. Were you in, yes. the, were you in the Blueberry with me driving in? Because I had a very, so I have a very vivid memory of Dulé was yeah. driving. James was shotgun. You were probably in the back with me. And um, Dulé is tearing into this uh, crime scene. And uh, I remember Dulé driving really, really, really quickly. I remember. And I definitely was there. And I was like, like, we, it's TV. Yeah. We don't actually have to drive this fast. We're supposed to act and pretend you're driving fast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. That was, uh, I remember holding on. I was, I was holding on for dear life. Uh but, you know, it worked. It was good. We didn't have to have stunt doubles. Although I would have liked one at that time. No, me too. Me too. <laughs> Sean and Gus get their massages. They offer them a couple session, and Gus says, no way. Adorable. Um, oh. Oh, wait. What? There's no pineapple sighting? Devin, are Forget we sure? It. I quit. <laughs> uh, couldn't find one. Oh, I didn't either. Tim, do you remember one? I actually don't remember one. I, I don't. I don't. I don't oh actually my really look for them because I because Devin is always so professional. She's so on it. Um, we can't wait, fire her because so, she's our producer. Yeah. <laughs> so psychos, uh, maybe you guys can let us know um, where the pineapple is in this episode. And, um, um, oh, hilarious fan questions, Tim. The first fan question. In this, um, oh yeah. Oh, I think I have another first of the drug scene, the drug bus scene. I what? think it's the first time we see O'Hare and her awesome aviators. Is it? I think I so. Because in I... The, the beach scene, I had my aviators on in the previous episode in 65 million years off. I really love when I get to wear my I, my sunglasses, which was almost never. But I pushed. I pushed. And of course, yeah, producers never want you to wear sunglasses because you got to sh- – me or – they never want any actress to, to wear sunglasses. And of no, course, they want to see like, your eyes. With Maggie, who's got incredible baby blues like like those. You can't cover the money makers. <laughs> Speak for yourself. And then 
suddenly we get like one of the four days in Vancouver where it's sunny and we really need sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, they just look cool. We felt so cool when we got to wear our sunglasses. Because we they had became like cops. a we got thing to wear in aviators. the scene. Yeah, exactly. In the background of that scene is another uh, great uh, line by our friend Viv. Viv Leacock. Wait, what does Viv say? Did I miss this? He, he's yeah. He's he um. I, when I think they discover the drugs and he wheels. Spoiler alert. Oh yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Exactly. And Malcolm, you have re-watched. a really, really funny line. When um, Malcolm is going through his um, the way he would um, punctuate sentences with one word. Oh yeah. And then you you do back to him with probable cause. <laughs> I'm really, really, I re- I really own that. You. That's what made. Me, that's why you killed it. <laughs> probable cause. <laughs> probable cause. God, Malcolm was so funny in this episode. So funny. He's so great. So, uh, what was it like taking the photos for the PowerPoint presentation? It was just our favorite day at work ever. Really stupid fun. <laughs> stupid, stupid fun. It was really it was um, one of the first times because we got to be so sort of out of character and be goofy. Yeah, because we're we're both insanely in love with our jobs and uh, and have so much fun together and we share. It was like new toys and we it was, it was Christmas morning for us. It was very fun. Yeah, um, yeah it was getting. It was uh, Lastro and, and O'Hara letting to get their, getting to let their hair down and be dumb yeah. and silly. What uh, was breaking the printer planned or an improv? I don't think it was actually. It's when Sean's in the in Vic's office and he um. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, he breaks the he breaks the printer. Oh my gosh, my guess is that was planned. I can't imagine we had fifteen printers. I think lined all he up really did was pull out the uh, paper drawer. Oh, oh, right. He did. That's right. It was um, pretend breaking. It was Hollywood magic breaking. It was TV breaking. I it think didn't though, really break. by the fact that they're asking the question, it was it was done so well that uh, it was hard to tell. So, James Rodé Rodriguez and the reaction James from Rodriguez. Kirsten Nelson. Yep. Um, okay, which cast member is most likely to get pulled over for speeding? <laughs> well, we know well, from experience well, that'd be. Well. Um, <laughs> My incredible co-host, Margaret Cassidy Lawson. Yes, because it happened. And when Uh, the... um, Oh, my God. Quickly recap this. So Max and I were on our way to uh, some gun training early one morning. And um, she was kind of... We were carpooling because we're so green. And she was kind of up to driving. And she was maybe going a little too quickly. (laughs) And the RCMP pulls you over. And, and, um, of course, it's, it's Canada. So he's so polite and... Does he hold, do you know how fast you're going? And he says the number, which I'm not going to say here, but it was way too fast. And, and, and he says, I think you go, and you agree immediately. You're like, okay, oh, yeah, that was way too fast. He was so <laughs> cute in this. And he still, even though you were, you were adorable and agreeing with how, that you were going way too fast, he still gave you a ticket. I think his words were, I would let you go with a warning, but you were going so fast that I... <laughs> There's no world where I can't give you a ticket for something, but um, he very he was he was very very sweet and yeah ha- I couldn't contest that. What was I gonna <laughs> you say? You going yeah yeah oh yeah way <laughs> yeah, too yeah. fast. <laughs> I know I know it was those like that Canadian highway. There was no one on it, so I thought there was an RCMP though. Um, yeah, and terrible, in your defense, terrible. It is kilometers to miles, so we're not. You know you can't always. 
Do the math in your head. Sure. And you were driving an American <laughs> car that was uh it was. With imperial numbers of it instead of the metric numbers. Um, it was correct. Correct. Thank you, Tim. See? Thank you. Thank you. I got your back. Now on always. I feel better. Oh, that's so funny. So I guess that one's easy. Um, since that happened. Uh <laughs> I think we I tried to know- play off that we were we were playing cops too and on well, our way to he, gun training. Exactly. He, he did asked, not really care that we were we were um, <laughs> pretending to be um, brother and sister uh, members of law enforcement. No, no. He he. I think he asked where we were going, and we were like, "Oh!" We were like excited to tell him that we had to do this training because we were playing detectives on television. So we were going to this gun training in the middle of nowhere. Um, and uh, thinking, I don't know, maybe we could have a bond, and it didn't. It didn't. Didn't that work. didn't do anything. <laughs> we, that was a fun speeding ticket tangent for sure. And perfect for our episode zero two. Murder. Okay, <laughs> uh, I figured what I'm doing. I've been doing wrong this whole time. I'm letting all my air out, air out on the U's instead of the R's. Yeah. Murder. I really had to grip my teeth for that one. That was like multiple seconds long. I loved it. Um, okay. Well, where did we get the drug sniffing dog? McNabb had no idea. I wonder that myself. Um, Works at all cars, not just blue cars. Works at all cars, not just blue cars. Yes. Um, is movie number four going to be a Western? Very cute. Uh, somebody sneaking in a, a movie four question. We have no idea. A Western would be so fun though. Um, Take it back to old Sonora. Old Sonora. Oh gosh. Where we shot part of um of the third movie. Where? The chalet was uh not old Sonora, oh, but, but Jamestown. Jamestown. There you go. That, yeah, that's that yeah. area. Yeah, where we did the uh the eighties reach the eighties um uh WOM video. Um what was your favorite memory from making this episode? No question. Getting to do those uh, the photos. Do PowerPoint presentation photos. No question. Pictures of O'Hara tasing Laster. Yes. That's fun. And then getting like giggling. I'm just, I'm just enjoying it so much. Where was the 21 last shot? I remember this. Do you remember? I can't remember the location. I remember being in that room. It was a conference room at the River Rock Casino. We, we just shot so many things there, but yeah. That one, uh, I for, I had such a vivid memory from being there, doing that. My wallet was a letter that day. Yes, ding, 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 ding. Uh, <laughs> Crazy taxi driver. <laughs> Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy driver. Oh, we have problems. Uh, who in the cast would win a chair race? I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Tim? I would think too late because he's so competitive. All right, I'll, In go, a good I'll way. go with it. In a good way. Yeah, no, I'd go with that too. Uh, how do we keep a straight face when all the silliness is going on? Well, we don't. We just cut That's those just cards. We don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. I. Our editors help us and cut out us laughing. Yep. I can always tell you get like a lip quiver. Yeah, once I when you're, to go. <laughs> Yes, when you're about to go. Okay, when and why did we decide to get rid of Sean's motorcycle? This I don't know why. Favorite. I don't know. Other than I same. Other than um, I don't think he liked it. I don't think anyone thought that Sean would have a uh, 
motorcycle? I don't know. I remember I feel in, like in the pilot, it was a, um, like this V-Rod Harley. I think Steve and I talked about, that, talked about this on his episode. And I was like, you know, he should be, he should be on like a vintage Norton or Triumph. Oh, listen to you. Knowing your bikes. I love it. And you're right, actually. Harley doesn't fit. That's not a right fit. It's certainly not a V-Rod. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to agree with you because it sounds not right. <laughs> it's like a sports car of a Harley. Okay. Makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Tim. Mags. That's the end of our fan questions. This is the end of our uh, our zero to... Murder. In, in 60, 60 seconds. <laughs> you did it all in one breath. <laughs> Through gritted teeth. <laughs> Murder. Did I be honest? Did I play this one up too much? Was I was I too cocky? Uh, no. I think it was just enough. I think if we did it one more time, it might be just over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we're we're in the sweet spot right now. We are finding our zone. We are in the zone, and we are podcasting the shit out of this zone that we are in. Um. I'm glad we got to throw in all of our uh, speeding ticket stories uh, for this uh, zero to murder in 60 seconds. <laughs> it's like a ventriloquist. And that is our episode, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Great. Love it. Good job. Good job, Tim. You're awesome. This was a great one. Love you. So fun. Love you too. Thanks for listening, and everybody. Hope you liked it. Devin, thanks for all our fun little nuggets in the, in the breakdown. It's so... And I just really hope... Our revelations cause no accidents or um, either vehicular or um, people like dropping weights on their feet because oh, they're yeah. so shocked <laughs> by these incredible revelations, these groundbreaking what the hecks. I think the warning that, that you gave was perfect, that we gave. I'm just trying I to protect us from Bible. No, we're looking out for everyone. This is big news. We care about big our listeners. News. We don't want them yeah. getting hurt just because we figured out something amazing and blow their minds. <laughs> Okay, love you, Tim. Love you, too. Bye, Max. Okay, bye. What a great episode. Thanks again for listening to The Psychologists Are In and for being the best fan base in the world. We love you all so much. We just love you so much. We wouldn't be us without you, and we mean it. Follow us on Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and at Psychologist Pod on Twitter. And keep sending your incredible art and questions. We love it so much. It's like we look forward to it all week, you guys. So uh, keep sending it. Okay, thank you. We'll talk next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.